Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Weekly Wilson. We got funding for one more week. You can email the show at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. I am your hustling, bustling host, Brian Wilson. And I'm your salty host, Jay Wilson. Are you, are you feeling salty or are you physically salty? Physically coated your run. salt. Yeah, I just ran. All right. I, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah, I actually just watched Jay run in, run in his front door into his bedroom and sit down and immediately start podcasting. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's pretty intense. He had not a lot of free time on his end these days. <laughs> no, in reality, I did just eat leftover spaghetti and uh, a protein shake. Which... Right, so you've already fully adapted back to college lifestyles? Yeah, you know, there's not much that's uh, less um, enticing, I'd say, than leftover spaghetti. Because... Yeah. It's like a pancake. Well, leftover pancakes are better. Because, like, those turn into a new thing. But, like, leftover spaghetti, it just, like, soaks up all the moisture. It's just, like, slightly red spaghetti noodles. I I, be, I became quite accustomed to the leftover spaghetti. Oh, I eat it. You're right, though. It's never good. It looks like a bunch of, like, tapeworms. Just, like, in a Tupperware. Like, it looks worse. Um, yeah. Although I did fry up a singular over-easy egg. And put that atop the spaghetti. See, I've done that a couple times, and I feel like it's never as good as I want it to be, or expect it to be. I really like, like oh, it's it. like egg noodles. Egg noodles are good. Yeah. I think this should be good. And it's also one of those things that'll get you looks. People start looking at you. You think? Yeah, at least in my experience. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I had a roommate. My roommate yeah. in Atlanta would oftentimes eat spaghetti with eggs on top. Okay, well, there's one more person in the tribe, because I was going to say, what else are we here for if not to validate our own weird tendencies? Yeah, I'm not going to say, I'm, I felt, he didn't validate my choice. I had to do this in spite of him, though, because he, I don't know, I just didn't really, uh, he, was, he was a good enough roommate, cool guy, just like, I don't know, for some reason, the fact that he did it, I thought, I don't know about that. But uh, he would measure out his spaghetti say- by putting it, he would put it on the plate dry. And be like, that's that's enough spaghetti. And then he would boil it. And I said, like, those are vastly dissimilar states of spaghetti. Like, you realize yeah. it's going to, like, increase drastically in size. Well, maybe he's got that increase dialed in. I don't know. I just know I can eat, like, half a pound of spaghetti, no problem. So yeah, I just, just get the pound box, exactly. pinch off about half, and call it good. All right. Well, this week's episode is sponsored by Spaghetti with Eggs. Go ahead and try it. Let us know what you think. Um, you gotta get topic a for real week... over easy egg for spaghetti and eggs. <laughs> like super easy, the easiest of eggs. And I know you're easiest of overs. You don't really do over easy. You do over like casual. Me- I'd say o- over medium. Yeah, I like a nice gelatinous. So do, yolk. do you do an over medium egg for your spaghetti eggs? No, that you gotta go full easy. Okay, I was yeah, because I just you need you. I'm I'm after sauce, which. Pardon me, like, prolonging the period of time before we tell what the subject is. Um, no, I'm liking the suspense. One of my roommates doesn't like sauce. Yeah, you were telling me this. Was this on the podcast, or no, is this, this might, Zach's this wedding where you're talking about it? Yeah, he's just double signed out on sauce. Yeah, uniformly does not like sauce. Period. He said he likes teriyaki sauce. 
Okay. If there was one sauce, I guess that's a good one to choose. I mean, I guess, but, like... <sighs> yeah, I'm still just, like, it doesn't... I cannot comprehend not liking sauce as a thing. I like hot, Like, is it a food. texture thing? I, I, maybe, I don't know. He said, he said like a lot of different statements that were controversial takes. He said like, I don't like drenching my food in vinegar stuff. He said like, I don't, I don't, he doesn't like mayonnaise. So that writes off a lot of sauces. Um, I don't know, man. It's, it's real tough to talk to him about it. It, it gets you angry real quick. Cause like, I love sauce and I love wet food in general. So then the thought that somebody out there just wants like, all of their things not sauced doesn't compute to me very well. Just, I, I'm trying to imagine a world without sauce, and that's just like a, a dark and dreary world. Yeah, like ketchup? Come on. Yeah, I can understand it. It's like, oh, I don't like vinegar. I don't like pouring vinegar juice over all my food. I get that. Not everyone wants to dip their fries in vinegar. But there's, ketchup is vinegar-based, but it's vastly different from vinegar. It's, mo it's more sugar-based at this point, I think. But it's like, dude, honestly, a, a good fry and cold ketchup, I think, is one of Earth's greatest pleasures. If, oh, I'm, yeah. if I'm being honest. That, I think yeah. A, yeah. a burger, fries, ketchup, a pickle on the side, and a tall glass of cola is one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd probably cut some things out of there, but you're not far off. You like pickles? It's definitely just, yeah, no pickle, no cola. You, okay, Brian, live a little bit. I think you are cl a closeted cola fan. <laughs> no, I definitely like it. I don't like I don't like Coca Cola. I could go for a Dr Pepper. Yeah, like a I Coca Cola is pretty far down on my list. I, a Cherry Coke maybe, but like I would I'd get a Pepsi in there first. I'd get a Dr Pepper in there first. Um, and honestly, to round out that meal, I think I'd rather have chocolate milk. That's gross. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's too much. I just I, love that, chocolate milk. I that, I think that does make it a little too filling. Milk, but with, like when I'm just picturing, maybe <laughs> how about a chocolate milkshake? Maybe I don't know. Milk with dinner is a young man's game, Brian. I'm gonna say that. It just <laughs> it's and boy did I play it. Yeah, no, we were. I mean, we were still having retired. Some, some truly chart topping numbers on milk consumption back in our prime. Yeah, when I emerged from our childhood cocoon into the real world and would just throw back glasses of milk, people are like, good God, man, what are you doing? Well, you'd have, it would be not uncommon for us to have three full-size glasses of milk throughout the day. Yeah, because it's like a, it's basically like a snack almost, or like a half meal. It's like if I'm hungry, I just chug a glass of milk and now I'm good. Yeah, it'd just be like, it, it's it's like, oh, I'm watching a show, let me grab a glass of milk to to, to go with this, or like... Yeah, it goes one, down smooth. One, one of the drinks. Um, we also grew up drinking skim milk, so that's a, a lot easier. Uh, to yeah, you did. I okay, yeah, I, I did. abstained from the skim milk years. <laughs> I don't think I don't know. I'm not I, buying into this yet. <laughs> it was just I think it's a little tough for me to get on board with because I eventually came around to the milk flavor, and then I really came around to the milk flavor. And then when I went back to because then then that was when I was in the two percent whole milk days and then when i went back to skim it's like okay like i don't dislike this it just doesn't taste like anything to me like and i wasn't right yeah i never <laughs> yeah i never made the leap to whole milk 
but I was raised on skim milk, and I swore by it. Like, I would fight tooth and nail against people telling me that skim milk was bad. And then once I went to 2% for a while, there's just no going back after that. You're like, yeah. oh, wow, I actually have not been drinking milk my whole life. It just, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think skim milk's bad anymore. Like, I'm done, like, hating on skim milk for being gross. I don't think it's gross. It just, it just doesn't taste like anything to me. It's like, uh... It's, it's like, just like, it's milk light. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't taste as milky. Anyhow, um, speaking of milk, Brian. Yeah? You ever put a over-easy egg on top of your glass of milk? <laughs> <laughs> I have not tried that one yet. It's like I French put a whole uncracked egg in my milk, it's and like then it's French like a prize at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, jeez. Um, Although, I do pour milk in my eggs quite often. Oh. <laughs> so we might be onto something. And their eggnog is a thing. At what ratio does it switch yeah, from at what scrambled eggs to eggnog? Yeah. And then, is it okay to just crack an egg into your milk? I guess people do that with, like, protein shakes, too. Crack an egg in with the... Yeah. Anyways. Anyhow. Our topic for today... Um, since Jay and I, this past weekend, were both at our friend Zach's wedding, we decided we'd circle back and do another episode about weddings. I Can said I... another episode. We've done one about weddings before, Every... right? I don't know. I think we have. Can I say something real quick about eggs first? <laughs> real quick. Real quick. You remember Gladdy Egg Tour? I remember, um... Marcus Agrelius. Yeah, he went 64-1. and one. Um, Legend. Unprecedented. Since then, we had, you know, Seamus II, 15-1. Sifan Hensan, 19-1. Or no, it was just Sifan Hassan, because then later there's a Sifan Hensan. Anyways, 12-1. Trayvon Bromlett is 11-1. Uh, Drayvon Bromlett. Yeah. Um, Ramel Gulieg, 11-1. Oh, these are amazing. Um, but then, Brian, now Paul Egtrades. He's 24-0. I stopped keeping track for a long time because nobody would make it past, like, a few eggs, you know? Uh-huh. And now I've decided, you know what? I'm going to start keeping track if an egg can get through a whole dozen. If an egg oh could... yeah, you gotta. So then, once they get through the first twelve, then they go pro, and then they get an official record. Okay, makes sense. So this guy Brian, he went pro. So we don't know what happened in the minors. We just he he made it. He was the last egg from the dozen, right? Okay. This egg has now clean swept two dozen eggs. <laughs> He's oh twenty four. That's thirty six eggs. Well, we don't know what he did. He oh, because. Think about it. He could have been, like, the last matchup in the first dozen. Ah, uh, I see, I see, yeah. I see. So now he's 24-0, yeah. On his official record. Hmm. So. Wow. Yeah, just. Making his big run for it. Keep an eye on, keep an eye on Paul. Incredible that all the eggs that have gone pro each only have one loss. Yeah. No, they retire pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> But so, uh, so, so yeah, this past, yeah, this past weekend we were at Zach's wedding. Great yeah. wedding. Great wedding. Probably one of my top three weddings I've been to. Really? Yeah. 
It's in my top two. Yeah, it was all around memorable wedding. It was great, but we'll talk about it more later. That's just what we're getting to later in the episode. Thought I'd just bring that up now, but I feel like last week I kind of got steamrolled. Mm. So I think I'm taking the reins for this pre-Cletus section. <laughs> also, I'm glad. Cletus. I love that you said pre. I'm glad that you said pre-Cletus last week because that is just a great, great phrase that we need to use more often. Yeah, it's really the great divide of this of our podcast format is Cletus. <laughs> Just standing, a formidable force right in the middle of every podcast. And hovering above that lever that opens and closes the bus door. But yeah, last week I had I had some things that I wanted to talk to you about, so I'm going to lay them out here. Did you Thing talk- number one, Jay. Hmm. What? I was going to say, did you talk about any of them while I saw you, or? I don't think so. Oh, so you kept the secrets. Maybe, briefly. Thing number one is that I had a one instance last week and then another one this week that has uh, helped with my progress towards being a dad. Not actually, like, legitimately being a dad, but, mm-hmm. you know, just being like a dad. Yeah. Um, and it's that in our rental property, the water heater kicked the bucket. Mm. I feel like dad's a big water heater guy. Yeah. And it's also one of the things when you get a rental property, everyone's like, oh, but what if the water heater goes? Then you're screwed. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. People make a huge deal out of it. And when they said the water heater was leaking, I was kind of worried. But then the extent that I went to to get it replaced was I called a water heater person, I guess. Yeah. I don't even know. Did I Google water heater? Oh, I went on, like, Angie's list and said I need a new water heater. So they gave me, like, the top three or four in Wilmington. And then the first one that called me, I was like, yeah, I need a new water heater at this address. And they're like, okay, is it electric or gas? And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, how big is it? And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, well, what year was it made? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, okay, send us some pictures and we can replace it. And I was like, okay. So then I texted the tenant sent me some pictures, they sent me some pictures, um, some of the label, so that it had all of the, like, size, mm-hmm. type, all that good stuff, um, and then sent the guy the pictures, and he was like, alright, we can be there tomorrow, and I was like, cool, and then he went to the apartment, took out the old water heater, put in the new water heater, and was on his way, and I Venmoed him a thousand dollars, and that's all it takes to replace a water heater. Well, I mean... Yeah, like, I don't think any, like, I mean, that's, I feel like that's the deal with anything, like. (laughs) I don't know, it just, I thought it was going to be such a big deal and, like, a hassle and whatever, but it's like, yes, it kind of canceled out the income we had for rent for that month, which is a bummer, but I'm like, I could have done this if I was in California. Like, another thing people always ask about is, like, how you manage rentals when you're out of town. It's like, oh, you got to pay a manager and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, no. I guess the the one caveat is... Oh, because I was out of town. I was at Hood to Coast when this happened. Hmm. I was actually on the West Coast. <laughs> I was like, oh, I could have done this from the West Coast. <laughs> um, the night that it started leaking, Sydney did have to go over there to examine. Mm-hmm. And she got Papa Wilson on the phone. Mm. And I think they were able to discern that the heater was like 22 years old, which is apparently extremely old for a water heater. Mm. And he was like, oh yeah, just get that replaced. So then we got it replaced. And that was it. So yeah. 
That was my water heater experience. Nice. Sounds like a good one. And then, yeah, and then the other thing is the HOA said that we need to, like, power wash and paint our fence Mm because it's gross. And I was like, okay. So I rented a power washer from Home Depot today and then power washed our fence. And I was like, this is my first time power washing something. How'd that feel? Um, not as satisfying as I thought it would be. I thought it'd be satisfying, yeah. Yeah. It was, certain parts of it were satisfying. I don't think the whole fence was, like, dirty enough mm-hmm. to get those clear, um, lines and stuff. There were a couple spots on the patio that I pressure washed. There was, like, weird green mossy stuff. Those were pretty satisfying, because you're just, mm-hmm. like, carving lines. But then, it's also so hard to get it perfect mm-hmm. that it almost takes away from the satisfaction so a little you, bit. You don't it's have like, like if, a, you do, if you do if you if you do one area, then you can see where you stopped. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well if I do one little section then I have to do this entire patio for it to look nice. And even if I do that, it's not gonna be consistent all the way around. Mm. I was also expecting to just be able to like cut giant swaths of grime off in one fell swoop, but I think I had a pretty low pressure pressure washer, so that might have been part of the issue. But you had to get, like, right up close to the cement to, like, clear mm-hmm. away all the grime. So you're only covering, like, a one one or two inch wide section at any given time. Yeah. That, so I then I'm like, to do this whole patio would take a freaking year. Yeah. It's like, people power so. wash, like, their houses. Yeah, I did some of the siding of the house, too, just because I rented it for four hours, and I was like, well, I might as well use it for four hours, but then I got really bored after, like, an hour and a half, and I was like, I just want to go home now, so. Fair. So, yeah, two more apartment things that made me feel very dadly. Yeah, nice. I'm starting to feel really bad that I, like, you know, steamrolled your stories from last week. You know. Oh, I know. I feel <laughs> like I mean, you don't you don't look at the episodes that we post, do you? Not necessarily, no. Oh yeah, because in the description, I was like, this week Jay steamrolled Brian. <laughs> I, I think I might have read that <laughs> to, to talk about nothing. But yeah, and then after I posted that, I realized I was probably making a bigger deal of it than it actually was. I feel like a lot of times I over exaggerate. Uh, how bad I feel about things, and then I make you feel bad, and I feel like I need to stop doing that. Oh, well, if it makes you feel better, I was joking about feeling bad, because the stories consisted of you power washing something and replacing a water heater. <laughs> and like, Okay, good. So, these, these are so life things that I'm interested both joking in. about feeling yeah. bad. These are life things I'm interested in, but like, you know. I, 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 think well, Jay, we, just, I think everyone was able to wait a week to hear about your water heater. <laughs> no, no, no. Jace, these stories are relatable. People yeah. got to know. This will help them out. I, I bet a lot of people are living in uh, striking fear of water heaters Probably. going out. And now I've just quelled their fear. I mean, especially our Cuyahoga Falls listenership. Those water heaters last like 17 minutes. I don't know. Yeah. And also, I bet a lot of people were looking forward to the point in their life where they got to pressure wash something because it would be so satisfying. And now, and now I'm here to say, yeah, not worth looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah. But we can talk about something a little more exciting. Okay. Which is, have you been watching any new exciting TV shows lately? Such as House of the Dragon or uh, The Rings of Power? Neither of those. 
You haven't? No. Are you going to? I I got a lot on my plate, Brian. But Jay, come I just, on! I just started. It's watching, like the continuation. I just started watching of JoJo's. Game of Thrones, The Lord of the Rings. Um, I don't really know if I I don't like prequel series, man. I think I don't like prequels in general. But I think they're not really prequels. They're just other stories in the same universe. But I feel like I kind of know the ending. What do you mean? It's like, I don't know. Just like it ends where the other one starts? Yeah, like, I guess I shouldn't feel that way about it. Because, like, I liked watching Band of Brothers. And that's, like, about World War II. And that's, like, a prequel of reality. Um, so... (laughs) That's one way to look at it. Yeah, it's just, like, when it's a series, I feel like I... Yeah, you know, I just feel like I know the ending, kind of. Yeah, I don't know. House of Dragons is... Or House of the Dragon, I think it is. Is, like... Almost 200 years before Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah? Like, it's people they never even talk about that you don't even know. So, no shared characters. No shared... Well, so, one theory that I've heard is that Melisandre is 200 years old in Game of Thrones. So, we're expecting her to maybe make an appearance. But it's, like, some of the same houses. Like, you have Targaryens and Lannisters and everybody. But it's, like, completely different people. Hmm. And then um, it's like well, like okay. Power. So like, imagine this, Brian. Like the Starks. Like, yeah. Imagine they're like crushing it in House of the Dragon or whatever. And mm-hmm. they're just like, well, don't get too comfy, guys. I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say the same about the Targaryens because yeah. before Game of Thrones, it was just Targaryens for centuries. Yeah. in charge. Because they had dragons. So I guess you're watching it and you're like, well, the Targaryens are going to have their downfall and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's like, it's like obviously, they're going to write a good story that's going to be, like, well-received. But it's like, spiritually, I feel like I'm just like, mm, I know more than you guys. <laughs> yeah. I guess you just got to sign on for the story. Because my review of it so far, after three episodes that good. I've seen... Um, no spoilers, just kind of overall review is just, they're, they're doing a great job. It's the, yeah, it's the same great story. It's like, you can, there's a good story. There's like, everyone has different motives, backstabbing alliances, and like, they're doing a really good job of building characters, building storylines. So it's just like a good show. And they're not really, they're staying pretty consistent with, um, just like the Game of Thrones style. Mm -hmm. It's, they were like, it's not broke. Don't fix it. So why so, don't they just like jump? I'm really appreciative years in the that. future. Well, because nothing's happening then. How do everyone's you know? dead? What? <laughs> I don't know. Like it could have just as easily been what happens after as what happens before. I don't know. I don't know, Brian. Maybe I can just pretend that. You <laughs> could. I wonder oh. if I could do that. If you, man, wish I could go back in time. And you could say, hey, they're making another Game of Thrones show 200 years later. Then I'd be like, oh, sign me yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess it's it's yeah. the thought of I always want to know what happens next. So then, like... Yeah. You get, like, you start at the left, you go to the right, and then you get to the end of that, and you're just like, oh, man, that was so good. And then they're just like, we're going to go farther back now. And it's like... <laughs> 
but I got all the way to here. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I think there's something to be said about when you get immersed in a world. Like with Lord of the Rings and with Game of Thrones, it's like world building. So yeah. you just like kind of fall in love with this world and this other place. And you hear about the history and you hear about them like... Um, even if it was right before this, you hear about them overthrowing the Mad King, mm -hmm. and it's like, man, if they had a TV series of the lead-up to that, and then, like, um, Ned Stark, Robert Baratheon, and Jamie Lannister th overthrowing the Mad King, that would be dope. That would be I cool. would watch that. Yeah. So it's just, like, more pieces to the puzzle. Yeah. Well, anyhow. Um, yeah. And then with Rings of Power... That one is, like, thousands of years before Lord of the Rings. But there's a lot more magic and fantasy in that universe, so you do have some recurring characters. Yeah. Particularly some elves that have lived yeah, for thousands of, of years. Yeah, so you're familiar with some of the elves, but then there's also lots of new characters of various races. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, kind of same thing. It looks like... They're capturing the same, like, Middle-Earth vibe and lore mm -hmm. and just, like, camera style, honestly, like, cinematic style of the Lord of the Rings movies, so I'm really happy that they're doing that. But it does seem like they're going for more of a Game of Thronesy mm -hmm. um style of telling the story. Not that there's, like, all these political alliances and backstabbing and stuff, just that there's, like, they have, like, six storylines going. So like, you're cutting from scene yeah. to scene from, like, this person on this side of the world and then this person on this side of the world. So we're only two episodes into that one, and I'm like, how the heck are they going to tie all this together? Yeah. But I'm sure it'll happen. Are there a lot of wieners in the in the Lord of the Rings show? No wieners in Lord of the Rings. It's PG-13. Okay. okay. House of the Dragon? Wieners? No wieners yet. No wieners yet. Lots of boobies. Okay. Wieners yeah. are more of a latter half plot element in Game of oh, Thrones. Oh yeah, you gotta lore. lure them in. You gotta <laughs> lure in the audience and then smack them with the wieners. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> anyhow. Well, that's that's good to know. I Honestly, Brian, well, if, 40 minute shows are tough for me these days. I'll say that. Oh, these are like 70 minute. Yeah, that's like, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, I guess. I'm sad you're not watching them though. Yeah, I need yeah. people to discuss these things with. The amount of time that I'll also, like, just watch a singular episode of anime, and that's like twenty minutes. Mm -hmm. That's that's my usual watch time. Yeah. Also, I I missed the bandwagon on Game of Thrones <laughs> until the last season. So yeah. now that this is out, I was like, oh, everyone's gonna get on board with this, right? I can fit in. I can be cool, and everyone's like, me. And I'm like, come on, it's like the same show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. Simon's watching House of the Dragon, so I have one person at least. And I have Sydney, obviously. It's fun just to watch shows with her, so. Yeah. But then I'm about to go on outage, so I don't know if we want to teleparty it and watch them distant from each other. Or Yeah, that kind of sucks. Ooh, also, one other thing I'll say, maybe a slight spoiler for Rings of Power, mm -hmm. but in the last episode we watched, it's like, you know, a shadow is growing over Middle-earth. Mm -hmm. But, uh, the, like, some of the scenes they have of, like, orcs and stuff are, like, straight-up scary movie, like, terrifying kind of stuff. Mm. You know, like, suspense and, like, jump scares and stuff. It's like, oh boy. I remember being scared of orcs. Yeah, watch this. You'll be even more scared. It's 
It's something. Yeah. Yeah. I had something I was going to say, but I, I forget. I think it was about orcs. Yeah. Though. Something about Lord of the Rings. Anyhow, Brian. Um, oh, I remembered something I was going to say. This is not this thing I just mentioned, but it was previous. How many times are they going to be able to like cinematically try to convey that Orlando Bloom is now like several hundreds of years younger than he was in the in the other movies. <laughs> Cuz like they try to do it with the Hobbit and it's just like okay, we all know Orlando Bloom is significantly older now. But like yeah. they obviously are trying to like age him down as much as they can. And now there's like okay guys, remember how we went back 50 years after we had actually gone forward 15? Now we're going to go back 2000 after we went forward another 10. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's so long ago that a lot of the elves are like children almost. Hmm. Like adolescent. So they just have completely different actors. That's fair. And actresses. They probably ran up against but the yeah. Orlando Bloom event horizon of all right guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can only capture this beautiful well, old- blow for so long. How old is Legolas? Pretty old, I think. I don't know. Because, spoiler alert, no Legolas so far. Huh. Well, yeah, I'm not sure how old he is canonically. I don't even know how old Orlando Bloom is. I feel like I haven't seen him in anything for a while. Yeah, because he was, like, getting... He was canceled. Really? Yeah, but then there was just this huge lawsuit. Do you not know of this? No. Is it a Johnny Depp situation? He did... Oh, no, I'm thinking of Johnny Depp. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Forget nice. what I said. I'm not plugged into pop culture. I, I knew say, somebody I, I would do a big lawsuit. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we wanted more Pirates of the Caribbean. That's what I was excited about. Yep. Um, do you want me to tell you who's in the Rings of Power? We could talk about it more off. Yeah, I'm alright. If you want. (laughs) Okay. People talking about shows that I'm not watching is one of my, like, it's one of the times when I am least able to pretend like I care. It's like, (laughs) well, you've done a good job thus far. Well, no, like, this is different. We're talking about, like, hypothetically watching these shows. But when people are just, like, sitting there describing the plot of a show, I'm just like, you know what, you're right, this does sound pretty cool. Like, <laughs> so that, that like, 12-mile run when Tyler recounted all of uh, Walking Dead to us? Or no, wait, I was no, Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. He did Walking yeah. Dead and Pulp Fiction in the same run, I think. Yeah, that, that didn't do it for you? I mean, I tuned it out at a certain point. Like, I watched all of Walking Dead, and at no point was I like, ah, oh, yes, this part that Tyler talked about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was a legendary run, though. Who's one for the books? Oh yeah. Um, so last weddings. thing before we get oh, on the shit. subject zone, <laughs> all right, bus. <laughs> um, it's it's wedding adjacent. Okay. I just got my I just got my tailored suit for my wedding. Oh nice. My wedding suit. Yeah, and I got a tailored shirt, and it's amazing. Yeah, I still need to get mine. It, like, yeah, you got to freaking hop on that dog. Yeah. I'm thinking this Thursday. All right. I'll call you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it fits great around my whole torso, so that's really nice. Yeah, I but hate then those the ones sleeves that only go are actually like, like part of your torso. 
<laughs> well, normally they're too billowy. You weren't you know? wearing. You weren't doing a backless suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Assless chaps. Yeah. Um. But the sleeves are actually too long. Mm. Like I got the shirt and I was like, "This is this how long everyone's sleeves are?" And then Sydney looked at it. And she's like, "No, I think those sleeves are kind of long. I've never had sleeves too long. Can you imagine?" Yeah, I can't recall the last time I had too long a sleeve. Because my yeah. or my problem is that my suit they tailored the jacket to have properly lengthened sleeves, but then I never have any shirts that have long enough sleeves. So then I always just you can't see that little bit of shirt that's supposed to be showing at the end mm-hmm. of your sleeve. Oh yeah, see I had the opposite issue at Zach's wedding because I had my newly tailored shirt, mm. so the sleeves went for miles, and then I had my not tailored jacket where the sleeves are a little too short. So I. I got like three inches of cuff sticking out. Yeah. So yeah, I was kind of walking around with like dialing my arms on back. Your, like on the slack. Huh? You had like chip clips on the slack of your shirt inside the jacket. Yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 I was thinking about it. I was like, do I just roll up the sleeves at this point? Like, what do we do? Yeah. Safety pins. But, could work wonders. Yeah, I thought about safety pins, but I just rolled with it. Did I tell you I lent somebody a safety pin on a plane to help fix their pants? Really? Yeah. What a, a guy. Woman, a woman next to me, her, her her zipper busted on her pants, and I was just like, I feel like I have a safety pin in my backpack always. And I did. So I was like, hey, here's a safety pin. It's <laughs> that random safety pin that's always floating around. I always have safety pins, Brian. It's a good thing to always have. Safety pins and hair ties. Really? I, I can agree with hair ties, but safety pins, I feel like, they're always present and never needed. I use safety pins. How often? Well, like, you know, every time, every sometimes you need to lance some sort of thing on your body. Get a safety pin. Lance? Yeah. What does that mean? It's like pierce. Why do you need to pierce something on your body? Like, you got I don't boils, like, blisters. Yeah, you get some sort of some sort of know, ingrown hair, maybe. Trying to get that bad boy out of there, or like uh, I don't know. Yeah, you like got a got a little got a little toe situation going on. Maybe you <laughs> got to lance something. <laughs> <laughs> so how often? How often are you lancing yourself? You don't well, tell Brian. me these things. When I'm having a rough, rough go of it with the toes, sometimes you gotta you gotta lance pretty often. But um, <laughs> three times a day. Um, I I feel like I don't need to explain why safety pins are useful. Like you safety pin things together, <laughs> or like you're making a costume, you need safety pins a lot of the time. Or like I have like I have it right here, Brian. It's like um. Oh dear How God, many costumes are, are you making these days? Oh, crap, Brian, where's my safety pin box? <laughs> oh, here it is. Oh, no, he's, I've sent him into a panic. Look, I got, like, got a whole mess of safety pins right here. See him, Brian? Yeah, no, I mean, I got... Look, right here, I got safety pins. Listen to him. Look at these. Look, listen to all those yeah, safety here's pins. here's mine. Oh, there they go. Look, I got three safety pins and a paper clip. That was just a random handful out of my little pencil cup. I also got binder clips. Some spare lead. Yeah, a watch band keeper. So don't go talking to me about safety. Yeah, but pins. I've had I've had this I've had this safety pin little area on my desk 
for nigh on three years. And I venture to say I've never used a safety pin. Maybe hmm. once. Bold. Maybe, let's ask Cletus if he uses safety pins. Like, if you have a zit that you think is going to hurt really bad, just poke it. Jay, my skin's been flawless for the last seven years. Yeah, okay. No, I also save all of my zits for Sydney to pop. She gets a lot of pleasure out of it. Kelly's seems very impa impartial. Imp like, I don't think she cares. Okay. I I don't know what's more normal at this point in my life. I've met many women who are very excited about popping things on other people. I'm I'm excited to pop my own things, I'd say. Yeah. Did I I I feel like I popped your things at one point. You've definitely popped some of my things in the past. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big I don't like popping other people's things. I'm like that's your thing, you should pop it yourself. <laughs> Pop, drop, and lock that stuff by on your own time. <laughs> um, all right, all right. This the bus has been idling far too long. The battery's probably dead. I know. Well, doesn't idling charge the battery? I don't know. I thought this bus runs on dreams. <laughs> I think it runs on used motor oil. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. We are gathered here today. <laughs> wait, no, wait, shit. I messed it up. Start over. <laughs> Marriage. <laughs> Marriage is what brings us together today. <laughs> that it is. Can you believe Cletus has been married 12 times? Well, three of those times weren't legal. That's true. I don't know. 9 to 12. We'll table it. But uh, I want to start the wedding talk, waters. Jay, with... Um. <laughs> I'd like to start the wedding talk with some of my wedding woes that just occurred today, actually. Okay. Because we sent out, uh, we sent out our invitations. Yeah. About a week ago. About a week ago. So yeah, people mine. started receiving invitations. Huh? Sorry, I, just, I was just going to say, I didn't get mine. Yeah, Mike has it. Did he text yeah. you? Yeah, he sent me a picture yeah, of it. We didn't... First, he sent me a picture, and I thought he was just sending me a picture of his invitation, saying, hey, you probably don't need this. Just rub it in. And I, so then I was like, well, it's nice of him to send me that, but like, did he think I wasn't going to get my own invitation? And then I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I haven't gotten mine yet. And he said, that's because it's here. And I said, oh. Yep. So, yeah. We didn't know where you were going to live, and... That was your most recent address, so... Yeah, that's fair. I guess we probably could have figured it out since we just sent them out last week. But, regardless, we sent them out, some people started trying to RSVP, and then we found out the RSVPing on our website wasn't working. Mm -hmm. So, I'm actually astonished that Mike and Grant were the first two people to contact us. Hmm. Which I guess I'm pretty happy about, because I'd rather work out the kinks with them than with yeah. other people. But, everything should be good now. 
but it was just kind of a, a fluster today as I madly entered everyone's names into the RSVP yeah. site. Hey, real quick, do you recall what RSVP stands for? Rendezvous, s'il vous plaît. Yep, just for the listeners. I knew you knew that one. Yeah, fun fact Fun fact about weddings, <laughs> they're French. Um, <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> That's how you know they're so, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> loosely related to invitations, I just have a few random things to talk about weddings that I came up with. Oh, yeah? So I figured we could just work our way through them. Um, I don't think weddings are stupid. I just wanted to put that out there. The first thing, loosely related to my invitations, is the guest list for any wedding. Um, yeah. And how you come up with it. Who makes the cut? Who doesn't? How many people do you invite? Yeah. So, that's topic number one. Jay, you have the floor. So, Kelly and I recently went through the exercise of, like, making a hypothetical wedding guest list. Just... To, like, compare who we thought, like, what kind of, what kind of page we were on. And, Mm -hmm. um, I discovered that I, like, friends and family, which none of, I'd say, none of the mutual college friends, I'd say, were listed on this list. Um, but friends and exclusively J friend, and family and exclusively J friends came out to about 40. For just you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds about right. And then Kelly was able to inform me of all of the uh, social norms, quote-unquote, I'll say. Because I don't think there are any. Social I norms think, for I think every, people? I think everyone feels different amounts of pressure. And they... Okay. And they project that. So then... Kelly doing inviting who she thought she should invite was like 170. Jeez. And then dialing it back if she if she cut out absolutely everyone she thought she could, it was like 114. Holy crap. Yeah. So Does she have a big family? She has a pretty big family, but then also I think the real killer, Brian, is that you know how we were like good family friends with the Hilliers? Uh huh. She has like five of those families. Oh boy! So there are like and five. Then you invite, extra- yeah, you invite what? the whole family, right? Yeah, five extraneous families that were all invited. Different amounts of plus ones for those members because she's the youngest. Mm-hmm. So then it's like all these different folks. Yeah, it was the and that's not even considering, like you know, if if Kelly and I were to get married, it'd probably be in like not for several years. Um, but I, I mean, who really knows, but like, who do we meet after college? You know, it's like mm-hmm. any people we meet in the first city we move to, it's like how many of those folks get to go, you know? So I think like, mm-hmm. it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty wild. I know. Well, I actually had to make all those decisions and draw the lines in the sand for our wedding. So I, yeah. I'll I'll walk you through my thought process, and you can just hop in, give your opinions anywhere you feel like you have one. Yeah. So first of all, the whole one of the things is like, oh well, you send them an invitation, but they won't be able to come. Yeah. Or like they'll they'll say they'll RSVP no. 
because they're not close enough to you to want to come to the wedding. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, then why would I invite them? Yeah, they don't so get all an of those, they don't get an invite. all of those immediately out the window. We're not messing around with that mind game. Yeah, so it's like if, if I don't think you should come, you're not getting an invite. Mm-hmm. And then, hmm. so then there's family obligations, because immediate family, obvious, yes. Mm-hmm. In our case, at least, if I was in a family where like siblings had parted ways and like didn't get along for whatever reason Mm -hmm. that might be difficult if i was in that kind of situation i might not invite a sibling if it was like no i hate that sibling i mean if i hated a sibling yeah i probably wouldn't invite them i think that's kind of like the definition of hate i guess but i don't know i guess it would depend on the level of the hate but i can't really relate to that or speak on it because i don't hate any of my siblings so if i didn't get along with my siblings i'd still invite them Mm mm-hmm but like immediate family, yes, mm-hmm. generally. Yeah. Um, and then immediate family siblings, or not <laughs> immediate family siblings. Yeah. No, immediate family significant others. I feel like they got to be lumped in too. Yeah, depending on the significant. Even though it's other. Yeah, depending on the significance of the other. Yeah, like if your fourteen-year-old um, like sibling has been dating somebody for like seven months, you're just like, all right. No thanks. Yeah, it kind of depends if, like, I've met them or not. But I think I'm close enough with all of our siblings' significant others. They all get invited, for sure. Then you expand to cousins and aunts and uncles. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like it gets a little more dicey. Because then it's, it's like some cousins you don't see. Or it's like maybe you were close when you grew up, but you haven't seen them in years. So then it's like, well, do you invite them? And then I also have the added, like, geographical... Well, then that kind of runs into... I'm like, I could invite them, but I don't think they would come because we're not that close and it's really far away. Mm-hmm. So, it's like... Yeah. I, I'd i say my biggest hurdle at that phase, when I start to, like, get further out, one, I'm thinking about whether or not I want them there. Uh-huh. Like if I'm that was impart- kind of the deciding factor for me on a lot of things. Yeah, so that's like obviously the first line of defense. But then after that, it quickly gets to a point where I'm I'm big on like I I always feel responsible for making people feel comfortable mm-hmm. in like social situations. I feel like like I want to make sure everyone's like having a good time. Um, mm-hmm. Not to the point where I'll like destructively sacrifice my own good time. I'd say like. I, hmm. it's weird because, well, I'm getting into a different thing. It's like, I'm not going to sit there and be the one that's like worried and like needs to take care of everybody. But like, I do, like secondhand, like awkwardness or uncomfortableness. I always try to like diffuse that. Um, so then when making a list like this, I'm constantly thinking about, well, this person wouldn't have a good time here. They wouldn't know anybody. What would they like? Eh, like. Would yeah. they want to have fun? Like, I, what, like, yeah. So I start to go down that line. And, um, yeah, I just, then I start not inviting people because, like, I don't think they'd know a lot of people and they wouldn't have fun. So then it's like, I'm making the decision for them that mm-hmm. you don't want, you don't want to be here. Yeah. That's where you get into the, oh, well I can invite them and then they probably won't want to come anyway. It's like, well, yeah. I'm just not going to invite them. Yeah, that's that line of thinking. But I think so. I said with uh, 
Cousins, that's where you're starting to approach the line of, like, it's not... I guess some people would say Cousins, mandatory invite, right? Depend, yeah. But, yeah, I think that's kind of where you start to approach the line of do you or don't you. And then you get to this, you have to do the consideration. I think it's a two-fold factor kind of thing, where it's how 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 close were you to them at your closest, and how close are you to them now? Yeah, like, and, like, when's the last time you saw them? Kind like of how thing. long has it been since you were close? Yeah. So it's like, if our max closeness was like a 6 or 7 out of 10, and then now we're at like a 2 or 3, probably not going to make it. Yeah. It's just that consideration you gotta do. And then yeah, also the factor of, do you know anyone else here? Would you just feel awkward? Is it even worth it? So yeah, I feel like with Cousins, that's where you start to approach that, and you have to make that call. Mm -hmm. So that covers the family. And then, then you get into friends. And with friends, it's always the, how close were we at our closest, and then when's the last time I saw you? How close are we now? Mm -hmm. Because that got really difficult for me. Because my high school friends, super close to. But then, some of them, like, I've seen them a few times in the past, like, seven years. Mm -hmm. So, like, where do we stand? It's like, yeah, you... I would still list you as, like, one of my best friends, but I haven't seen you for so long. Like, it almost feels weird to, like, get back in contact with you now yeah. for this thing. Um, so, yeah. The closeness definitely has to be really high on that level. And then, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's any other sectors of people. Oh, there's, like, significant others. Because then if you invite a friend... Hmm. I don't know, because then I also have friends that I'm in contact with them very often, because, mm -hmm. like, they're new friends that I've made in Wilmington. It's like, I don't think I'm anywhere near as close with them as I have been with some of my past friends, but they get invited just because they're my current friends, you well, know? And, yeah, and there's something to be said about them knowing a lot about what's going on with you right now. Like, they're, they're the most up-to-date on Brian. Right. Um... Yeah, one consideration that did never did not occur to me that Kelly brought up a lot that I personally don't really agree with is she said she felt obligated to like invite people generationally. So generationally. it'd be like yeah, so it'd be like okay, like um, if I invite like some of my like pe some of my like grandparent level people. I need to invite all of them. Like, they're hmm. siblings. Oh, no. None of that. Yeah. So I'm like, at that point, I'm just like, I don't think, like, how badly hurt can your feelings be that you don't get invited to a wedding? Um, since I was so ruthless with my invite list, I'm not offended in the least if I'm not invited to someone's wedding. Yeah. Also, because I'm like, that's your wedding, it's your party, it's your decision to have me there. Yeah. Like, I don't think... I guess... Like, I, I'm trying to think of one of my close friends that I would be upset if I wasn't invited. Yeah. Like, I, I might be more confused than upset. <laughs> yeah. I think. I, I don't think I'm invited to Steph and Mitch's wedding. Which makes mm -hmm. sense. And I don't... I'm not a fan. Like, we've gone on trips. I've gone on trips with them. I know them. I like them. Yeah. 
They didn't invite. I don't think they invited me. If if they did, like cool. If they didn't, I'm like, yeah, no. It's like, no worries. Like I like a, if somebody yeah. if if I'm at all close to being like okay. I guess here's here's what I'm thinking, Brian. If somebody even considers not inviting you to a wedding, then I'm within the envelope personally. I think. To where if I know of their wedding and I don't get invited, the possibility of a free weekend is about as exciting as going to their wedding. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's it's like that's interesting. It, you'd have to be a pretty unperceptive person for them to be considering not inviting you and you to desperately want to be at their wedding. Right. You know what I'm saying? That would yeah, you wouldn't be very self aware at that point. And it'd have to be a pretty lopsided relationship at that point. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, like, you need to, I think it's not, I think it's all right to be pretty ruthless when you're making your guest list because they don't know how big your wedding is. (laughs) I know. I think, and I think we're all adults. Like, a lot of people should take that approach. It's like, if you get invited, cool. If not, okay. But also, I think you and I, especially, and our family probably, I don't know about the rest of our family, but you and I especially put almost no weight in, like, social expectations or social obligations. Yeah. So, like, we don't see that as, like, a social slight. Yeah. Or, like, I don't know. But other people would see that as offensive. Yeah. It's like, well, and then, oh, like, I knew you all these years and we did all these things and I don't even get an invitation to your wedding. Well, and some people, like, okay, another thing that was brought up is that, oh, if I invite one member of this family... I need to invite every member of that family. That's the next like, one I wanted to get to. Yeah. And it's like, our whole family didn't get invited to Zach's wedding. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I, I don't do think, that either. I don't think any skin was taken off any noses on our on the, on the yeah. Wilson front. <laughs> like, <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, all of my... So that's what I was talking about. My friends from home that I haven't seen in forever. Yeah. But I was really close with them when we grew up. They got mm-hmm. invites. But, like, the rest of their family... Like, I don't need your parents or your sister or whoever else. It's like, mm-hmm. you were the one I was close with. Yeah. It falls into that bucket of, like, their siblings. I'm like, our, at our closest, we were probably, like, a five. Yeah. Maybe less. And now we're, like, a one. So, yeah. no, they're not getting invited. You want to know the toughest family invite that I thought about? What? Was Bronson's family. Ooh, okay. I don't know. I still am not certain about that one. Mm-hmm. Because Bronson's one of my very best friends in this world. Yeah. But I just, like, don't... I don't see his family hardly at all. Right. Yeah. And then some people, too, will feel obligated to invite their parents' friends. It's like they let their parents invite whoever they want to invite. I'm not, not having that. No. Well, that's kind of a relic of the past where it's like... Dad always spoke of his wedding saying that it was not for him and mom. Like, it was it was for the parents. Yeah. Like, it's them being like, here are our children, they're getting married. Mm-hmm. He, he, like, showing them to the world. Um, I suppose. Yeah, different vibes. Yeah, so. I think weddings are becoming a much more, like, self-centered, like, social event than a traditional, like, joining of houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
I I do want to say now I feel like we're at the end of this section, and I want to say I may have put my foot in in my mouth a few times yeah. through here talking about like Different how things. much I like the people I invite or how much I didn't like the other people I invite because yeah. there are a lot of people that I was on the fence about, yeah, and like there's a lot of people that I'm very close with and like very much and are important in my life. That didn't yeah. get an invite just for one reason or another, just because of how close we are right now. Maybe it was a geographic thing, and I was like, I don't want them to feel obligated to come. And yeah, yeah. so there were a lot of reasons that I didn't invite people, but just because you didn't get invited to my wedding doesn't mean I don't care about you or you're like yeah. don't have a good social standing with me. It was just we were trying to cut down to like the bare bones. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like if I if, if I think it comes it largely comes down to financials for me. It's like. If I could, yeah, every person no you object, add is another like hundred bucks. I think I could have a five hundred like person that. wedding if I wanted to, and like it would be great. Mm-hmm. But like, fact of the matter is, it's like I think there's diminishing returns as far as like how much joy you get out of your wedding, you know? Yeah, for sure too, because. Yeah, that's the thing, is if money wasn't an issue and I just invited everybody, yeah, sure, the guest list would probably be like 300, 400 people, who knows. Yeah. But then at the wedding, there's going to be a lot of people that I don't want to take the time to talk to. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a lot of people that are probably going to feel awkward coming up to talk to me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are just going to feel awkward because they don't know anyone else there. Yeah. So it's like, let's just cut all that out. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah. Brian... But the more people you invite, the more presents you get. That is so, true. I was going to say, like, also what's the ROI on weddings these days? You said it's like $100 per person, essentially? Um, I think that's what people estimate. No, it's got to be more than that. Well, because there's certain fixed costs and then there's certain marginal costs. Like, yeah. the food is obviously marginal. But the venue, to a certain extent, is pretty fixed. I guess if you have more people, you need a bigger venue. Yeah. But, like, DJ is going to be a fixed cost. Yeah. I'd say it's probably, like, 10000 base plus $100 a head. Hmm. Yeah, because I was wondering... And then, like... obviously, there's obviously there's a lot of leeway for the base, depending on how fancy and extravagant you want to go. Yeah. But I'd say standard average wedding... Like venue, DJ, all those fixed costs, ten grand, and then about a hundred bucks a head. Yeah. For standard catering. I think we have a pretty standard wedding and I think it's gonna come out just over twenty grand. Okay. Alright, well let's see. I have two more sections that we could do. I wanna do there's a game where I list things off and we say, is it important or is it not important? Mm -hmm. Or we could talk about if we could change one thing about wedding culture, what would, or change anything about wedding culture, what do you think you would change? What do you want to talk Diamonds. about? Diamonds. Okay, so we're I, doing if we could change, you're picking. Well, I, <laughs> I just off the, I, if we don't do that, so I kind of want to play the game more, but I just, it's so easy for me to say I would change the like culture around diamonds. Yep, that's the first one that comes to my mind as well. It's just so... It's a tough pill to swallow, Brian. Mm-hmm. It's just And, like, uh... I feel like we've already talked about that. Have we I talked we about have. it extensively? Just like, There's just a lot of bad things Top level, it. like... And just, where it comes uh, from is so superficial. Anything I say is going to be regurgitated information from the Adam Ruins Everything on Diamonds. 
Um, so mm-hmm. just type that into YouTube. Adam ruins everything. Diamond rings. Um, yeah, but just high level. Um, it's it, to me, it feels like something that diamond manuf- diamond manufacturers made up the thing that you need to buy a diamond ring for a woman when you propose to them. And diamonds are intrinsically worthless and a corrupt industry. And it's a bad thing. <laughs> and it's a bad, it, bad thing. It's a bad, bad thing that you still feel very bad and like a bad person if you don't go along with, <laughs> to some extent mm. at least. You're a little less bad if you get a lab grown diamond. But it's like, yeah, so like there's lab grown diamonds, there's moissanite. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, aside from like a few, uh, like social warriors, as far as like following ethics of those sorts of things, um, people are going to look more favorably upon you and whoever's wearing the ring you gave them. If it's a big old real diamond. (laughs) Yeah. You're gonna be like, Oh, nice. Like that's like. What a gentleman, and oh, that's so pretty, and like, mm-hmm. it, that sucks a lot. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I want to say the one redeeming thing is like how much Sydney likes her ring makes me really happy. I'm like, okay, that was worth it. Yeah. But then I turn back around in my head, and I'm like, but you only wanted that so much, and you only like it so much because society conditioned you to want it so much. Yep. No, it's like it. It makes my blood boil. Mm-hmm. It really does. But that's enough on that. Yeah. Jay, I'm going to start listing things, and you tell me one to five how important they are. Alright. What is five? Like, um, integral to the wedding, and one is... Yeah. Five is, is super important. You really want it to be perfect. Yeah. One is, if it wasn't there, you wouldn't care. Yeah. Alright. All right. Number one decorations talking balloons we're talking foliage we're Mm. talking table settings stuff like that i'm gonna say three and a half okay so a little more than neutral because i think the venue is probably more important but you want to i think a little bit of decorating can go a long way so i'm gonna say like yeah you need you probably need a three and a half of effort. Yeah, you need some level of decoration. You need them to look good. But you don't need to spend a ton of time on them. Yeah. They just need to be there and not be ugly. I think the people looking good is the biggest decoration you're ever going to notice. Okay. Interesting. Well said. Like, we're all dressed up. Like, if you get some you get some, some dangly lights that are like the weird filament ones that you can see clearly mm-hmm. inside the bulb. Get some of those guys. Get some exposed wood. Yeah. All right. Well, you mentioned it already. Then uh, second one is the venue. Yeah, venue. How I'm important. gonna say, I'm gonna say that's a five. Okay. Okay. I'd give it a four. Well, Your like rule, no half numbers. I'm gonna yeah. So I'm gonna say like, cause I'm not gonna sit there and bend over backwards to get the perfect venue. But I think that's one uh-huh. of the biggest factors in making like a an, an appealing wedding. Yeah, that's why I said four, because it it is extremely important. You want to have a good venue, you want to have enough space, you want to be able to facilitate whatever activities, cocktail hours you need. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
at a certain point, most venues are very similar. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to be nitpicking every specific little thing. It's like if you have your big ceremony space, your big reception space. Mm-hmm. Some people do receptions other places too. But uh, yeah, good cocktail hour space and everything. If it's all covered, it's good. I think you could find multiple venues that would be great. Mm-hmm. But it is a very important factor. So, yeah. four. In my mind, I think like I think Zach kind of nailed it on the head. Zach and Amanda. Um, yeah, their venue was pretty good. Like it was, it, yeah, it was, it was it was a good looking venue. Yeah, I, I would say I think I would prefer a venue with more outdoor space. Mm-hmm. But given the weather for their wedding, since it was pretty warm, yeah, more I think it's okay to it's it's fine to nix the outdoor space. Yeah. It was much more comfortable inside. If it was like a fall wedding, I think outdoor space would be pretty dope. Mm-hmm. But summer wedding, outside not as important. So, yeah. They did good. Alright, number three, food. Food? Five. Really? I want the food to be good. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Um... Like yeah, I don't know. I was I, gonna say I was gonna say three. Really? Like I'm. That that's a thing where it's like the food. I don't think. Well, I don't know. I don't think I know a lot about all this stuff. But it's not that I need that want the fanciest food out there. But I just want it to be like really good food. Mm-hmm. I guess it's different from a attendee perspective and a you're planning the wedding perspective. Yeah. Because. Um, from the attendee perspective, it's definitely one of the things everyone talks about after the wedding. Yeah. Everyone says, oh yeah, but the food wasn't that great. Or like, oh, the food was amazing. But from a planning standpoint, you're like, there's going to be food. Everyone's going to eat it. Let's just get food that's good. And like, it doesn't have to be spectacular. It doesn't have to be like, I don't know, fancy restaurant, Michelin star type of food we just need yeah. food to to call the masses call the masses to satisfy yeah, the masses i don't know what we're guests. For. <laughs> yep we just need poison food to give to everyone so they shut up about it that way we'll um, less. but yeah and the quality of food you get there's a vast difference in cost also yeah and that's like one of your marginal costs thing. so yeah i don't know Hey Brian, I don't what's know your, about that what's, one. What's your policy as a landlord on shipping paint? Um, don't eat it. Because here's the thing, Brian. There's like a lot of real, real loose paint in this establishment. And I feel like they're gonna be not happy when a lot of that paint falls off. But some of it is right where my feet go under my desk. Yeah. So it's like my feet just encounter it, and then I'll just like <laughs> large patch of paint comes off. I don't know. If there was chipping paint on one of my walls, I think I'd be like, that's regular wear and tear. I'm not going to charge them for that. Well, and like, if it's like loose paint, you know, it's like, that's not function. It's, it's, it's still there as paint, but like, it's like that, that paint has failed at that point. It's delaminated. Plus as a landlord, if there's chipping paint, I'm not going to know if you chipped that paint or if the paint has just chipped over the years or if you chipped it a little more than it was when you moved in. Yeah. I say chip all the paint, dude. I just want it all gone. But Cincinnati houses are also old, so tread lightly. It could be lead paint. 
Yeah. You could just chip all the paint off and then repaint. I could, yeah, actually. I mean, yeah, how much does Landlord? a can of white How much does a can of white paint cost? I don't know, 20 to 40 dollars, I think. Sydney would know better than me. I mean, it wouldn't be hard to do a better job than this, I guess. Yeah, you know, I'm All right, Jay, we're almost Sorry. <laughs> we're almost halfway through. Next thing on the list, number 4, music. Mm. 5. Yeah, to me, 5. <laughs> That's important. Yeah. I may have been too liberal with my 5s early on in the game cuz I just really like food. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you want to demote your five for the food, that would make me feel better about the three that I gave it. Probably like a four, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Like if I'm buying okay, the food, but, I don't know. Anyhow, bro. But yeah, music five. I'm like showing up for the music. Mm-hmm. Like that's the most fun part of the wedding. Yeah. We oh, do I didn't like put alcohol on here. Oh, that's a five. You think alcohol's a five? Well, I mean, like, reg- I, a lot of, no, nobody will dance if there's not some alcohol flowing. Yeah, but like I al- feel like, the alcohol to me... Need to be perfect, I- I'm saying. Like, the presence of it. Huh? Like, it, it, I don't need specific alcohol, but it needs to be present. You okay, yeah, presence is a five. You have to have alcohol. <laughs> but, like, as far as what alcohol, I'd say three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's probably fair. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, speeches. Mm. I don't think... So, like, hmm. best man, maid of honor, how important is it that their speeches are good? Or how much of a factor does that play in the wedding? That's another one that everyone that leaves is going to be like, oh, that speech. Either the speech sucked or the speech was amazing or, eh, the speech was good. Three. Hmm. Well... Hmm. It's tough for me because, like, you notice a good speech and you notice a bad speech, but I don't know how people would feel about no speech. Right. Would you notice the absence of a speech? I guess that it's one of the things that can, like, it can either be a defining point or it can or not. not be a defining yeah. point. Spoiler alert, Brian. Huh. Afterwards, they're going to be like, hey, did you guys go to Jay's speech? This November, Jay had a pretty good speech. Be like, yeah, <laughs> didn't Brian get married at that speech? <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's that good. That would make me ecstatic. Dude, I really hope it's good. I don't, I don't know if it'll be. <laughs> I'm sure it will. I, don't, I, I know it won't be bad. <laughs> right. But I don't know if it'll be really good. My standard is Aaron's speech. If somebody can be like, Jay... You you lived up to Aaron's speech, then I'll feel be good. Right. Yeah, I kind of want to start now practicing just like giving toasts randomly. I just want yeah. to toast at random gatherings for random things to get used to just saying words that sound important to people. It's a classy move. I, I felt pretty good about my impromptu speech at the running club banquet. At the what? At the run club banquet. Oh yeah. Like I had some I had some can I had some off the cuff jokes. And some heartfelt Ooh. stuff, and I almost cried, but I didn't. And then you almost cried at your own impromptu speech. I got a little choked up. Wow, yeah. that's pretty good. So I mean, I'm just saying, like, I'm working with a good tool set here, Brian. 
Yeah, the floor <laughs> is high. <laughs> but uh, anyhow. All right, next one I have. I'm kind of losing steam on this, honestly. But I yes, got same. pictures, like photography. Pictures. Um, I don't know, man. Three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just giving threes to everything. Like, no, it doesn't, I, it doesn't make the wedding like it, it. That's like a. Yeah. Like I feel like no matter what, you're gonna look at the five best photos from the wedding. Right. Unless you're being, unless it's nice to have an album. A wedding album is a cool thing mm-hmm. to have. But like, I think eighty percent of your enjoyment is gonna come from the top five photos. Yeah. I say four, though, because you want those good photos to be really good. Yeah. And that is kind of like the catalyst for your memory of the whole thing. Yeah. So, I think it's pretty important. Pretty important. And then, um, I I have guests. I mean, like, if you didn't have guests, there wouldn't be a wedding. But well, like, tell that Aaron and Ben. <laughs> <laughs> they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Um... But yeah, guests are important, I guess. You want to have... I don't think any one... Very few people, though, could make or break a wedding for me. Mm-hmm. Like, some people are like, Oh, if this person didn't come, I would be so distraught. But I'm like, if they couldn't come, I'm sure they had a good reason. Would you move your wedding for dad, do you think? Ooh. I don't know. Like, at this point... If dad couldn't show up. I feel like it would take an act of God for dad to not show up. It would take, yeah. But like, dad gets summoned for jury duty. I feel like you can skip that, right? Can you? Is, it, is that allowed? He just he just goes in and says he's racist and <laughs> he doesn't have to do it. <laughs> I don't know. Um... But, like, for our wedding, we've, we're facing the fact that Rachel's kind of a coin flip at this point, and it's probably, I feel like it's going to be a no, because she might be having her first child, like, the week before the wedding. Yeah, that's a tough one. And that sucks. And, like, we're really upset, but I'm still going to have fun, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you're going to skip it for Nurkanats. Oh, yeah, so. But, I mean, I mean that's gonna fine. You're going to have half the siblings. No, you're going to have let. You're missing half the siblings, yeah. Yeah. Well, you have you're missing. Sydney might not even come. Sydney said she. Sydney said she might have plans that day. Yeah. But I'm I'm still gonna have a great time. <laughs> I'm going no. to drink um, the alcohol for 150 people, and then. No, <laughs> um, I guess it would take it would take like three or four top tier invites to cancel. For me to be upset, so if or for Aaron, me to be, for, or for me to be like this wedding's falling apart. So if Dad and Aaron both can't come, for sure, then at that point it makes more sense for me to go to Nurk and Nats and for you to move your wedding, right? <laughs> we'll have to do that calculus another time. Um, you would you have your wedding with none of your family there, Brian? Jay, it's it's eleven eleven twenty two. That date only comes around once every hundred years. Yeah, Brian, a lot of dates only come around every hundred years. 
but this one's cool <laughs> and it's on a friday yeah and you're making people use vacation brian <laughs> <laughs> well people should take more vacations i'm a firm believer in that we're getting kind of off topic how important are the guests ah four three two yep all right that's all i got all right well brian Would you like to read emails? Or do we have emails? You're supposed to say I do. Um, or do you want to write, read emails? Um, uh, I don't know. I, I, I sifted through before we started recording. I saw no emails, no tweets, and no one has responded to my Instagram story. Well, you never know, Brian. So the podcast is as popular as ever. I do think, I think the anchor stats are back up. Now that we started posting again, we got our 20 listeners back. So I think people are listening. Yeah. Wait, did you get but, this? But, uh, no, what? Huh? I just saw Are we both just, on... like, checking, checking our social media right now? Yeah, I saw, um... <sighs> oh, no, we're down to audience size of 12. Oh, no. Well, I was just looking at uh, the episode 71 callback from Mark. Oh, yeah? But that was on July 18th, so. Brian, it's been a pleasure. I do want to say, last thing, just congratulations to Zach and Amanda. Oh, yeah. Great wedding, beautiful couple. They're living it up in Hawaii right now. I was honored to be in the wedding. It was a pleasure to be at the wedding. Real quick, how many people do you think were at that wedding? I think less... Ooh, they invited 200, yeah. and then 140 came. Okay. Yeah. So that's that was... I felt like that felt like a small wedding. I was honored to be invited. Yeah, mine's going to be even smaller. Really? Yeah. So far, <laughs> only RSVPs we've received have been <laughs> two and, people saying they're not coming. Mike and Grant? Mike and Grant. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, um, Nat and Gretchen actually aren't going to be able to make it. Oh. Yeah. That make, that made me sad. Yeah. But I'm sure they have a good reason. Yeah. Well, Brian. On that sad note. <laughs> yep. Um, if you're out there, listeners, please send help. Um, no, uh, you can, <laughs> you can talk You can to find me at... <laughs> 296 East Coast Drive. What? Um, no, you can uh, email the po- <laughs> podcast at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at weeklywilsonpod on Twitter. Or you could give us a follow on Instagram at weeklywilsonpod. Posting a lot of cool stories on there. Um, I actually posted a picture of Kelly getting ready for Zach's wedding. She was listening to the podcast. I caught her in the act. Um, Who got her? Yep, but that's all the ways you can reach us, but the only way we can reach you is by recording another episode and releasing it next Thursday. So keep your eyes open, or your, 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 your ears open and your eyes peeled for that hot slice of pod coming your way. Until the end of next week, unless otherwise noted, my name is Jay Wilson, his name is Brian Wilson. Until he gets married, then, it's, then it'll be... 
different, maybe. Um, but this has been the Weekly Wilson. I did a quick search and 296 East Coast Drive does not exist, so I'm glad I did not put anyone on blast there. Is that where they all the fan mail has been going? <laughs> it might be. I did see Scotty putting that address on some paperwork recently, so he's up to something. I think he was evading his taxes. Yeah, he does have a habit of doing that. Yeah.